From the campus of Northern Illinois University, this is Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson, your host. Thanks for joining me. Chicago-based Dylan Lloyd is our guest tonight. Dylan has a growing list of successes in his career as an artist. He's had multiple albums chart on iTunes, and he's worked with some pretty big-name, award-winning producers on his journey. He walks a more independent path these days and spends more time focusing on connecting with his fan base in some pretty unique ways. We'll talk with Dylan about that as well as his views on the music industry of today and his advice to young and independent artists. Also, I warned him that it really needed to be tuned, but he insisted on performing a few songs on our piano, and he really knocked it out of the park. We'll hear that this hour as well. It's Dylan Lloyd coming up on Sessions from Studio A. Welcome to Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson, your host, and Dylan Lloyd is our featured artist tonight. He is based out of Chicago, but he's been really busy in his career so far. He's got a lot of success, uh, some notches in his belt, uh, but he's keeping things independent. We'll talk with him about that, what he likes about uh, staying kind of away from the big deals and things like that of the music industry. We'll hear his advice to young people on what the music industry is like today. And uh, we'll also talk with him about his unique ways of keeping in touch with his fans. That's stuff we'll get to this hour. We'll talk with Dylan in just a moment, but let's hear some music first. This is Dylan Lloyd performing Aria on Sessions from Studio A. Come away, come away, as we are not meant to stay. As above, so below, let my love take you home. Can you hear me calling out your name? Can you hear me when I say, Aria? Dylan Lloyd performing Aria on Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson, and Dylan is in the studios with me now. Dylan, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to our audience. My name is Dylan Lloyd. I'm from the south side of Chicago. Um, Got signed to a publishing deal in 2009, and that's when my music career officially started professionally. Worked with many different big producers, multi-platinum, Grammy-nominated, but I, from going from being a songwriter, being signed to a publishing deal, I kind of veered to the independent artist route. 
which has been honestly more successful. I've had six charting records on iTunes consecutively. Uh, I just got a Pandora station, um, and I'm about to sign a record deal with um, Independent Ear Records, and uh, things have been moving along wonderfully. Uh, it's been a process. It's been a lot of amazing things of experience, but um, yeah, I just thank God for all of it. Well, I uh, want to hear about that song we just heard you play in a moment, but let's talk a little bit about your upbringing. What was your uh, introduction to music like? I grew up with my grandparents, and um, I grew up in Inglewood, which is actually just as important to my musical upbringing. They didn't let me go out much, so um, there was a baby grand in the house, so I just incessantly played on that all the time. And um, that kept me out of trouble, kept me out of drugs, kept me out of gangs. And um, I started writing when I was five. Um, and my influences were um, from what my grandmother would play on turntables. It would be Michael Jackson, Jackson 5, um, Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, um, Prince. I was instituted with a lot of quote-unquote black music. Um, I'm black and white, so I grew up with the black side of my family. I didn't get ingratiated with the white's side of music until I was late, well, early teens, 13 or 14. So Michael Jackson, um, Prince um, are my absolute main influences. But um, yeah, um, I guess those are the, that's the foundation. Okay, so you grew up uh, very familiar with black artists. When you did, as you mentioned, get start to get exposed to um, white music, what were some of the artists that you uh, were getting inspiration from? Yeah, uh, Ben Folds Five, um, the Foo Fighters, um, Tears for Fears, Grateful Dead, Fish, Dave Matthews Band. Um, that just completely, basically completed the circle of, well, it was funny because when I was just mainly on black artists, I wasn't able to complete my creative palette. I just didn't, I wasn't able to transition completely until I heard white music. And it was funny because my grandmother was kind of like, why are you listening to this music? Why is this? I'm like, well, my dad listens to it because my dad is white. So I, I listened to a lot of what he was giving me, which is actually funny enough, Red Hot Chili Peppers, which I didn't <laughs> I hate, I, I didn't, well, I don't hate them, but I didn't really veer towards them after I heard them. I was like, that's cool, but what about this over here? And the Foo Fighters, um, the color and the shape got me right on, man. It was just, but that wasn't my favorite album. It was, it was actually There's Nothing Left to Lose that changed my life, their next record. So that with Whatever and Ever Amen by Ben Folds Five, those two records completed me as a musician and a songwriter and meld them with Michael Jackson's Dangerous and Bad and Prince's Purple Rain and put all these interesting um, compilations together and you got me. There you go. All right. Well, why don't you tell us about that song we heard you play, uh, Aria. Tell us about that. Um, I Lost a Child. Um, uh, it was... Um, my ex, she lost a child, and I wanted to honor that child any way that I could because um, I didn't feel like she was. So I was like, I'm just not going to let that happen. So I wrote the song, dedicated the record to her, and that was actually my first top 100 as, an, as a solo artist. So that got me through that barrier door. Um, yeah, I, I co-wrote that with one of my favorite writers. His name is Raymond Lane, he's from Atlanta. He co-wrote another song called Hold Me Love. And um, he's just great. He used to be signed to EMI. Um, and just wanted to write a song about loss, but through loss, positivity, and not forgetting that person. So. That's what that was about. All right, well, let's hear another song. Uh, Dylan, the next one you're going to play is Don't Say Goodbye. Would you tell us a little bit about this next song? Um, Don't Say Goodbye is kind of um, 
immersing yourself into someone who loves you, but you're not all the way ready to do it, but you're going to do it anyway, and you're asking them to be patient with you. Don't say goodbye. You know, I want to be near you. I want to do this. Um, there's something about you that I love. Um, you know, just kind of bear with me through this, and I'm sure it'll work. All right, this is Dylan Lloyd performing Don't Say Goodbye on Sessions from Studio A. Dylan Lloyd performing Don't Say Goodbye on Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson. want to remind you, you can find links to Dylan Lloyd as well as all the artists that we feature on Sessions from Studio A at our website. That's WNIJ.org. There you'll also find videos and podcasts of this and other performances. We'll continue with more of our session with Dylan Lloyd when Sessions from Studio A continues. Welcome back to Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson, your host. Dylan Lloyd is our featured artist tonight. He's been performing some songs for us, and he's going to do another one on guitar for us in just a moment. But uh, Dylan, tell us first a little bit about working with uh, producers. You've worked with some pretty big names. Tell us about that. My first producer that uh, actually that I worked with uh, before I got signed to the publishing deal was... Um, Gary Lo, Gary Lowizo, Gary Lowitzo. Sorry if I butchered his name, but um, he was Styx's producer. He did Mr. Roboto, and that was my first time ever looking at a Go record. I was maybe 17, I guess, and that's when I knew that I was gonna, I was gonna be doing this forever. Um, I remembered um, going in there, high school. One of my friend's dads was paying for the session. We did three songs, cut them done three song record 
that was the first. And then I got signed to the publishing deal, and then the floodgates opened. Worked with um, uh, MDL, uh, Justin Bieber's producer, who did um, What Do You Mean, Boyfriend, um, who's done my songs as well, We Are The Same. Um, that one in particular, We Are The Same. Um, soundtrack, who's Lupe Fiasco's producer, hit producer. Um, Kevin Savagar, who's produced with uh, produced for Rod Stewart. Um, Michael J, who wrote Toy Soldiers for Martika and Eminem's um, song, who we sampled from. Um, God, I know this. <laughs> Steven Dorf, worked with Steve Dorf, great guy. Um, lots of country hits, wrote a song with him. Um, there's a lot that I'm, that I know that I'm omitting that I, I know I've worked with. It's just there's there's a bunch. And when you're signed to a publishing deal, you're in a songwriting circle. Okay, you're automatically jettisoned into the professional songwriting circle. So you're going to be mainly working with producers and other songwriters to get placements because that's the that's the the point of being signed to a pub company. The company wants you to to place records, but there's a little caveat, they won't help you to get the placements. You've got to go find them yourself. They'll give you the advance. That's beautiful and all, but um, yeah, you got to be on your own to do that. So thank God I found a lot of great people I met with and worked with. And um, yeah, those are just a few, to name a few. There's a bunch I've worked with, but I can't think of them on top of my head right now. Okay, well, tell us about the next song that you're going to play for us. The next one you're going to play is I Wish. Yeah, I wrote that with Lupe Fiasco's producer, uh, Soundtrack. Um, he is an amazing friend of mine. I always love him like a brother. He's extreme talent. And we were in studio one day doing my EP, the One by One EP. And um, we just kind of came up with this concept. Um, I... At the time, I was dating this girl, it was my ex, and uh, just really feeling elated, man, just feeling like it was awesome, but it was long distance, so I was thinking about how I was wishing she was here, literally. So I went in the, the booth and, um, and uh, vamped the melody, and the melody came to me and from the words, and the track was like, yeah, that's, that's dope, man, let's do it, and we did it, and that got me in that door, the, kind of the hip-hop door, uh, Lupe had promoted that song and the record a million times on his blog, The Loop End. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a Lupe Fiasco-sponsored blog. He's got a, a, a guy, I guess you'd kind of call him like a street team. They kind of follow up everything that he does, but um, he has their okay. So uh, it was great to have that support from his team when it came out. So, All right, this is Dylan Lloyd performing I Wish on Sessions from Studio A. Feel so 
Dylan Lloyd performing I Wish here on Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson, your host. And uh, Dylan, when he came into the studio, he went straight for the piano. And I warned him right away. I said, it's not tuned. needs to be tuned. Went for it anyway. Insisted that we do a couple tunes on piano. So he's going to perform one of those for us now. Uh, but while we were talking earlier, you, you were telling a pretty funny story about pianos being out of tune and performers that you like that actually use that as a texture. Uh, t- can you retell that story for us? Justin Vernon, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I personally don't have any problems with out-of-tune pianos because, I, I mean, I've been playing piano for 25 years, so I know, I mean, if she's if she's angry, I know how to calm her down. You know what I'm saying? So it's, if she's not sounding too well, I'll make her better. So that piano in there was fine for me. Um, Justin Vernon, you know, I love the way he plays because he's playing a lot of... I've noticed he plays on some out-of-tune pianos, and he just does it very well. I I love the way he does it. Um, He did this song, I Can't Make You Love Me. I think that's what it's called by Bonnie Raitt, and it's just... He did an exceptional job on that. It wasn't extremely out-of-tune, but it had its own identity. I think pianos that are out-of-tune have a beautiful identity, and they just want to be heard. You know, not to be you know, artsy fartsy about it, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I just, I, I view pianos like they're people. I mean, I just do. Like, I, I learned on that. I learned when I was five. I was, that's all I ever did was try to conversate with this thing. Like, it was, so, um, yeah, your piano's great. She's, she's sassy, man, <laughs> but she's, you know, <laughs> but it's, you know, she's cool. She's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, before we hear this song, tell us about this next one. This is Let Go. Yeah, um, that's just, um, it's funny how that went. That's another Raymond Lane co-write, who's a great friend and great writer. It actually was conceptualized differently, but he felt that certain lyrics should go in certain places, and it worked out better. A fan of mine named Haley Knox, she's signed to S-Curve Records. She's currently on tour with Charlie Puth. Um, She is um, a huge fan of my music, and that's her favorite song of mine. Um... That's why I like to play it a lot. Um, I admire her singing, but um, Let Go is about not really letting go. Letting go of your um, of your habits. You will get out of one relationship doing something and then get into another doing the same thing. So why leave the current relationship to do the same thing in the next relationship? That's basically what that's about. All right, this is Dylan Lloyd performing Let Go on Sessions from Studio A. Thanks, brother. You said I'd treat you like a treasure Just trying to get me to react Been doing the same song why can't I go another bag? Oh, I don't know why we do this to each other. Why? 
Dylan Lloyd performing Let Go on sessions from Studio A. Dylan's going to do another tune on piano for us called Hold Me Love. Dylan, can you tell us about that song first? Hold Me Love is just honesty and, you know, the chaos that is relationships and to have that mutual love and respect and and and, and, and uh, connectivity to pull through any hardship, you know, you're basically as a, from a man's perspective, pleading with the girl to not drop him, lead him through to the other side of whatever chaotic mess has transpired and just kind of, you know, um, yeah, that's what that's about. All right. This is Dylan Lloyd performing Hold Me Love on Sessions from Studio A.
It's Dylan Lloyd performing Hold Me Love on Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson. I want to remind you, you can find a link to the music of Dylan Lloyd, as well as all the artists that we feature on Sessions from Studio A at our website. It's WNIJ.org. There you'll also find videos and podcasts of this and other performances. We'll continue with more of our session with Dylan Lloyd when Sessions from Studio A continues. Welcome back to Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson, your host, and Dylan Lloyd is our featured artist tonight. He's been performing some songs for us on guitar and piano. He's going to hop back onto guitar here in just a moment and play Through Hardship to the Stars for us. Can you tell us about that song? A wonderful friend of mine uh, inspired me to write that song. She's great. Um, It's basically not needing a title to bind you in love. The love is there. So why slap a title on it kind of thing? Um, You're, you know, a lot of people can relate to that or at least try to or want to, you know. um, It's just a beautiful relationship song. Um, Seeing yourself, it's actually, it's actually in Latin. The record is a Latin name, Peraspera ad Astra, which is through hardship to the stars. So I titled the record in Latin, but that this is the title track to that. So it's basically, you know, seeing yourself through hardships and reaching above and beyond and persevering. And in this case, it was a relationship that helped the man persevere. All right, this is Dylan Lloyd performing Through Hardship to the Stars on Sessions from Studio A. Time, 
That's Dylan Lloyd performing Through Hardship to the Stars right here on Sessions from Studio A. Now, Dylan, you've had quite a bit of success, uh, you know, a lot of people would consider that, in, in your career here. Now, why did you choose to kind of move away from the, the massive music industry and, and take a more independent route? Um, the state of the music industry, I didn't like major label deals. Uh, the major label deals I was getting offered were very reminiscent to my publishing deal. Uh, not to knock on my publishing deal, but it's a standard music industry deal. You can take it, you can take that explanation any way you want. Um, <laughs> but it's your, it's your standard. And that's something that when you're first going into the music industry, you don't know. You just want to get signed. You want to get paid to do it and to do it professionally. And I have, and it's been a blessing, but it's the music industry. And the deals are geared towards them, not really you. So I wasn't interested in any more deals, per se. Um, I did sign a few. They, for lack of a better word, sucked. And I, uh, I think that's okay on the air. Um, and I basically just said, okay, I'm going to use this advance money from my pub deal and make an independent career out of it instead of going to these major producers, writing a smash and um, being told it was going to be placed by the artist or by the A&R, waiting for that, and it never happening. So I just said, I'm just going to release my own stuff, and that's how that happened. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and how has that been so far then? Beautiful. Everything I've ever wanted. In fact, you know, I understand that I'm working within an industry barrier that, you know, kind of traps you into, you know, Maybe not as much money as you would have made in the 90s or 80s, but to me it's all relative. Success is success, and I've had a lot of success as an independent artist um, from playing in front of 100 million people in Europe on television, which started my career off really well, to the charting records on iTunes. But I'm looking bigger goals. I'm looking to Billboard now. And, um, and yeah, uh, I just... Uh, the fans have really made this everything that I've ever wanted it to be um i've i owe everything to them everything um but yeah it's been huge success my last record was top 50 on itunes and it's so it's kind of weird to talk about itunes charts so much because it's kind of the the poor man's billboard chart because a lot a lot of artists are able to get on billboard or know how and there's there's some there's some politics involved and you know I even see more major artists tweeting out or Instagramming out their charting on iTunes first before they even chart out a Billboard chart. So there's something going on. There's a major music industry shift happening. More independent, more free thinking, more, you know, in the realm of control, your own control, self-control. And I'm all with it. I'm all in. And, yeah, I'm loving it. Well, that's good to hear. You're on tour currently, aren't you? Yes. Um, not your typical tour, which is really cool about this tour. Um, for the last three years, I have honored a single fan every Friday. It's almost three years. It'll be three years, February 21st, um, around that. Whatever Friday that falls on in February next year. But anyway, almost three years now, um, I've honored a fan every Friday. And now I am visiting every fan that I've honored. And it's been awesome. They absolutely love it. Um, New Jersey, New York, Kentucky, Atlanta. I've been to, I have to go to Tunisia. I have to go to Australia, Brazil. Um, it's going to take me all over the world. But I am so excited, man, because um, nobody's doing that. And I know nobody's doing that for whatever reason, but I'm doing it. Right, yeah, right. His face just said it all. But I'm doing it because I love my fans. And I, I feel like one fan is just as important as a million fans and I kind of want that to be instituted I want people to see that um, that um, they're not numbers they are individual people and when you go to meet them it's just like meeting your friend or your neighbor or your girlfriend or your whatever like it's just somebody that is who loves you for what you do and accepts you for who you are, is your supporter. Um, I'm trying to make 
artist-fan interaction exactly how it should be. Because you think you get a million fans and you get verified, then can't touch this. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, man. Like, what? What are you talking? About? I kind of got, I kind of got. Somebody was asking me how I got the idea, and that's so amazing that of all the all these years now, I didn't remember, but now I remember. Holy crap! I remember now. This is amazing. Oh man. We were just talking about this the other day, so I'm glad you finally remember. This is amazing. No, this is so cool that <laughs> I finally remember. My one of my major influences, Dave Grohl. There's a book called This Is a Call. And I remember reading some excerpts in that about artist-to-fan interaction. And that, for some reason, really, that, that phrase stuck with me. But I didn't immediately go doing Family Fridays, but it stuck with me. That was, that was the, the first seed. Because I look how Dave, Dave is. Dave is, <laughs> Dave is Dave. If anybody knows Dave Grohl, Okay, you don't have to meet him to like kind of, you know, it's, he's just a great guy. He's hilarious and he's very personable and he's one of the most well-liked people in the industry. You know, I have colleagues that tell me about him and they you know, like corroborate, but yeah, man, I mean, that, 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 that book, I don't know who, I don't remember who wrote that book. It's kind of an autobiography, not auto, it's a, it's a biography on, on Dave. And um, yeah, that's how I came up with it. And then consequently... I did the first one at Soundtrack's house. Um, I honored a guy um, uh, who was like, I don't have like 5% guy fans, so I had to make him first. I wanted to be like, I don't want to be like, you know, I, I'm going to make you first because I might not have another one of these in a while. <laughs> but like, it was awesome, man. And they're they're great. And yeah, that's how I came up with that. And it's been a huge success. So, All right. Well, Dylan's going to do another one for us here. This next one is Champion. Can you tell us about this song? Champion is, for me, it's about asking a girl who clearly is in and out of your life, you know, what are you looking for? I'm here. I love you. I show you everything you need and want. You know, give my heart home. You know, I'll be the person to give you everything you want. Okay, well, I mean, Dylan's going to hop back on the guitar so here for us, and you're going to play um, Through Hardship to the Stars. Can you yeah, tell us about this next song? That's basically song? what that's about. A guy declaring his, you know, how he's better than everybody else you could possibly think of. So, yeah, champion. All right, this is Dylan Lloyd performing champion on Sessions from Studio A. After all that's been said and done It always comes down to one A connection to something real An expression of how we feel You try to find it but what are you looking for right beside you? So give this heart a home And I'll be your champion You feel you can't go on Then I'll be your reason Your reason to be strong I am your champion Ain't nobody else can be the one no. I am your champion. Give this all a home, yeah. I am your champion. You feel you can't go on. For now, be your reason. Your reason to be strong. I am your champion. Ain't nobody else could be the one. I am your champion. Doesn't matter what you say or do, 
Cause what I feel for you is truly trying to find What are you looking for? I'm right here beside you To give this all to home And I'll be a champion you can't go on Then I'll be a reason Your reason to be strong I am a champion Ain't nobody else can be the one I am a champion To give this all to home I am a champion You feel you can't go on, no and I'll be a reason, a reason to be strong, yeah. I am a champion, ain't nobody else can be the one. I am a champion. That's Dylan Lloyd, performing champion here on Sessions from Studio A. Now, Dylan, where can people find your music? Well, I'm on Pandora Station. Um, I have my own Pandora Station, Dylan Lloyd Radio. I'm on Spotify, iTunes, um, SoundCloud, um, just a bunch of stuff. I am going to be getting my own website through the record label. I'm signing the deal actually today. So all of this stuff will come into fruition extremely fast, and all this will be able to be there. But, yeah, check me out iTunes, Pandora, and Snapchat, and Facebook, <laughs> and Instagram. Uh, Dylan Lloyd One, drop name dropping myself on everything. <laughs> God's sakes, there's so many things going on. Yeah, there you go. Well, Dylan, thank you for stopping by Studio A and performing for us. Thanks, brother. Thank you, Carl. Appreciate it, man. We'll close with another one from Dylan. This is Dylan Lloyd performing "Fade to Shine" on Sessions from Studio A. was recorded in Studio A at WNIJ Studios in DeKalb. 
You can find a link to the music of Dylan Lloyd as well as all the artists that we feature on Sessions from Studio A at our website. That's WNIJ.org. And there you can also find videos and podcasts of this and other performances. Sessions from Studio A was produced and hosted by yours truly. I'm Carl Nelson. Keep up with what goes on in Studio A by following us on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter. Find us at Sessions WNIJ. Of course, we're always looking for the next artist to feature as well. You can send us your submissions or suggestions at our email address at sessions at niu.edu. Until next time, this is Sessions from Studio A from WNIJ.